Guys, in 2019 alone, we saw 1,500 more churches close their doors than new churches being birthed. That's 2019 we're talking about. That's pre-COVID pandemic numbers. If you're ready to stand in the gap and man up and make a difference for our churches, please stick around. Welcome, welcome. I'm Andrew. This is Full Power, and we exist to lead men in ardently pursuing God. If that's a mission you feel like you can get on board with, we'd love to have you be part of the team. So head over to our website, fullpowermen.com slash join us. Again, that's fullpowermen.com slash join us to get plugged in with our team. So guys, we find ourselves here at part two of the Man Up series. And today we're going to be talking about our role as Christian men inside the churches. So let's go to our Heavenly Father and ask his hand over this time. Father God, just thank you so much for just the ability to wake up and be with you, hang out with you, do life with you today and all days. And uh, Heavenly Father, um, just being honest with you, honest with myself, honest with these guys, I'm having anxiety going into this message today, Lord, this chat. So please just take that from me and also just subtract me out of the entire equation, Lord. Just ask that the Holy Spirit through me speaks, that these men hear what you want them to hear, and that you just take me completely out of the equation, Lord. We just trust you and are so thankful. In Christ's name, amen. All right, guys, so let's kind of dig into it. As we talked about in the intro, we are seeing more churches close their doors than open. So let's not be naive about these facts because there's a lot of different things that kind of contribute or go into making them so, right? However, I think it'd be irresponsible of us to ignore our significance as Christian men in actually being part of this shift that we're seeing in these stats. So let's kind of think about what God uses to make our churches tick. For any organization, for it to thrive, for it to grow, there's kind of three main components, okay? There's time, there's talent, and there's treasure, and the local church is no different. So basically, let's talk about the first one. With our time, like it or not, we're kind of bound by it. Where there's these constraints, and I'm sure that you feel the friction and the tension of it all the time. It's frustrating, right? Time is finite, very finite. And we can only fit so much into one day. If we spend 14 hours a day working or six hours a day on unnecessary screen time, well, guess what? By saying yes to those things, we're saying no to everything else, which could be more time with God. It could be more time with our family, time for self-care, time to read, study, research, learn, time to grow, time to volunteer for our church, time to volunteer in our community. We can't help but to prioritize because simply not everything can fit in a day. So we have to decide what fits in and what doesn't fit in. And I'd like us to start by kind of rebranding this idea of time management because it doesn't encompass the entire idea of time in the context of us as Christian men. So us as Christian men, I would propose, let's rebrand it and reclaim it and call it time stewardship because that shifts our focus to exactly where the time comes from. God has given us this time 
and he wants us to use it for his glory. It's not just something that we randomly have by happenstance or mistake. God has destined this time for us, our days, our months, our years on this earth for us to steward for his glory. And as it pertains to our churches, God has objectives that he wants to happen specifically through our local churches, using them as the vehicle for his purpose and for his glory. If we aren't stewarding our time well, guess what falls off the table first? Well, let's just be frank and honest with each other. It's going to be serving at church, right? Whenever we have too much to do or we're too busy or we're too tired, the first thing to fall off the table, to go by the board, to fall off the calendar, the agenda, the whatever we have as a to-do list is our service to God. And we have to make sure that that's not happening because we need to steward our time well so that that doesn't fall off the table. This is what God has to say about time management inside of Ephesians 5.16. It says, making the best use of time because the days are evil. So the motivation for us to use time stewardship and time stewarding is because the days are evil. We're living in a fallen world where things are sinful and they're broken. And to achieve God's purposes, we have to steward our time. We have to, in his words, make the best use of time. That's time stewardship. So if we don't have, quote unquote, enough time to give back to God's church, we're simply not stewarding our time well, and we have too much on our calendar. Guys, you've got to take control of the calendar. You have to steward that time that God gives you, that finite amount of time. You can't let it just run rampant, filling it with this, that, and the other thing. It has to be God's highest and best thing. Whatever he is calling you to, to take care of, that is what you need to take care of. And one of the things he's calling us to take care of is our churches. That's why we're seeing church doors closed because men aren't stepping up as leaders and filling that role so that we're able to take care of our churches and support them. So the idea is we're going to give time to our churches, right? So we're stewarding our time. We're making sure that we um, look at our calendars throughout the week and we don't just squander the time, but we're actually stewarding it. So that extra time that we've created, quote unquote, right? We've created time. We've made that space of time. We're going to use it to give back to our church, maybe in a volunteer capacity or something like that. So how do we use that time? What do we do with it? So to answer that question, it kind of comes down to the next part of the organizational trifecta that we were talking about, time, talent, and treasure. So that talent piece, right? So Jesus actually tells a parable about talents in Matthew 25. And interestingly enough, in biblical times, a talent was actually a measure or an increment of money. And we can actually directly parallel it with our talents and our abilities, our giftings, if you will. So the idea here is Jesus is telling this story. You've got this master that has these three servants. The master is going to go on a journey and he gives these talents, which actually is a very large amount of money to these servants. The first servant gets five talents. The second servant gets two talents and the last servant gets one talent. The first servant, he goes off and he uses the money, leverages it, and he actually turns a, a profit, if you will. He takes five talents and he turns it into five more, so he's got 10 total. The second guy, he's got two talents, he turns it into four talents total, so he doubled his uh, investment from his master. And then the last guy, 
it says he just took one and he went and he buried it and just tried to keep it safe and kind of, you know, didn't really do anything with it. So the idea is we're thinking about us as men. Well, you know, God has gifted us specifically. Some of us are great singers. Some of us are teachers. Some of us are tech guys, video guys, website guys, audio guys, social media guys, men of prayer, encouragers, operations guys, administration guys, finance guys, you name it. The list goes on and on. But the idea is inside of Jesus' parable is we've got these giftings and we're not supposed to squander them. We're supposed to use them because when the master came back, he said, well done, good and faithful servant to the, the, the servant that had five talents and the servant that had two talents. The guy that had one talent, he got sent off into the darkness. That doesn't, we don't want that to be us, bro. I'm just telling you right now, we don't want to be the one that doesn't hear well done, good and faithful servant. And to do that, we have to steward the talents, the abilities, the giftings that God has equipped us with. And basically, they're for his glory to begin with. And they're for our good. They're also for the good of the people around us. So whatever our talents, giftings, abilities are, our challenge is to find out where we can plug those in and kind of get those applied to further God's mission through the local church. We just have to stop simply warming a pew, warming a chair most Sundays and not actively stewarding the gifts that God has given us by putting them into action. We have to reach out to whatever person is in charge of kind of wrangling volunteers at our church and let them know what our background is, what our passion is, what we're good at, and ask them where our abilities and our passions would best fit in. And I'm just throwing this out there. If your church doesn't have a volunteer coordinator and maybe you're great at administration and organization, heck, maybe you need to man up and fill that role. Just saying. So we've talked about time. We've talked about talent. So guys, you knew it was coming. I warned you on the front end. We're going to talk about treasure. So yep, we're talking about money on the podcast. It's out there. It's okay. Don't tune out. This is important because it's irresponsible for us as Christian men to turn a blind eye and ignore how significant money is. God talks about it throughout Scripture, Old Testament, New Testament. He talks about it a lot. And in our world, it simply makes things go around. So it's, it's, it's negligent of us to simply let that go away and not be talked about. So we're actually going to go into uncomfortable territory, which I think is kind of like our MO here on the podcast. But we're going into uncomfortable territory and kind of going to talk about money because... This idea we've got time, talent, and then treasure. We have to steward that treasure as well, too. And to give you guys a little idea, treasure is just kind of like a cool way of saying money or material assets or something like that. And it's really cool because it fits into the alliteration of the T's with T time, T treasure, T talents, all the T's, right? So basically, it's the same ideas with the other two that our money and our material assets are gifts to us from God. So we have to steward them for his glory. He talks about in the Old Testament, I'm going to read Deuteronomy 16, 17 for us. It says, every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord your God that he is giving you. So the idea is God gives us these blessings. He blesses us with these material assets. They're not something that we grind out or we hustle for, there is an extent where we can do stuff under our own power. I mean, you know, we can't dismiss that. However, God is the one that allows it to come regardless of what we're doing. So God has blessed us with these 
resources, these, uh, these material assets, this treasure, right? And what he wants us to do is actually to give it. And this is what he talks about in 2 Corinthians 9, 7. Listen to this. He says, each one must give as he decides in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So guys, the idea is God gives it. And that's what he talked about in Deuteronomy. He gives it to us. He blesses us with it. And then in 2 Corinthians, he goes on to say, give it back. Be cheerful about it. And I know that some people, your spiritual gift is giving. You're just a total giving person, time, talent, treasure. You give it all, all the time. And some of us, it's not so much. And it's a challenge to give. You know, maybe it's fear. Maybe who knows what the reasoning is. However, it's a challenge for us to give and to give cheerfully. And so let me throw this out to you because... The best way that I have found for you to be cheerful about what you give is to find out what it's going toward. When you find out that your money is going toward missions or your money is going to purchase Bibles that are handed out in the community or blankets to give to homeless people, all of a sudden you can be way more cheerful about that because you know exactly what the money's going toward and it's all good stuff. And I tell you guys, the best way to find out what your money's going toward is to get involved. You hear me, I'm begging you, I'm pleading you, please, your churches, our churches, the local church needs us as men to get involved, to steward our time, talent, and treasure for God's glory and for the good of other people, which is his body, excuse me, the Christ bride, the church. We are a body of the church, right? So here's the idea, guys. We have to man up and steward our time, talent, and treasure so that we are able to cheerfully give these resources back to the church. And if we do this and do this well and consistently, I promise you, we are not going to see church doors closing. We're going to see them staying wide open. Let's go to the Lord and thank him for what he's going to do. I know he's got a mighty, mighty movement in store for us. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for being able to chat with these guys today, Lord, to talk about uh, Christ's bride, the church. And uh, Lord, we just have a burden for her because we do see the statistics. It's something that we're not going to gloss over. It's something that we're going to meet head on as men and that we're going to do something about for your, for your glory and for your name. And Lord, you call us to steward our time and our talent and our treasure for your glory, for our good, and for the good of those around us, for the good of the church. And Lord, we just ask that as we become better stewards of those resources, that we're able to give back more and more to the local church so that our churches can thrive, can grow, and can bring more glory and more people into your house, into your family. And we just trust you and praise you with this movement that you're doing. In Christ's name, amen. All right, guys, thank you so much. So as always, please subscribe, um, share with your friends and family, get all the dudes you know involved. We want you guys to uh, check out the podcast and we also want to hear from you guys. So please email us. You can connect with us at connect at fullpowermen.com. Again, please email us your stories, your ideas, uh, what God's doing in your life at connect at fullpowermen.com. All right, guys, as always, you're loved. You're sent. Be blessed. Have some fun out there. Take it easy and 
you know what? Get out of here. Go listen to another podcast. Mm-hmm.